Hey, welcome to the Team Babe podcast. I'm Jason, and I'm Babe. And I'm Robin, and I'm Babe. I think that was much better. I think I had only two blinks that time. I had no blinks. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to let you guys, you know, peer behind the curtain or whatever of, you know, the extensive Team Babe pre-pro and production and post-production, really, for that matter. I mean, someday. We've been taking a lot of footage. We're going to have, you know... Like the bloopers reel, the comment, the commentary, <laughs> the director's commentary. Oh boy, you got so much editing ahead of you. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> I feel sorry for me. I already feel sorry for me. Because I know I'm not going to be doing that. Yeah. I mean, even <laughs> even the stuff that we have coming up, I'm like feeling sorry for myself already. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. So you should all be excited. Yeah, because <laughs> something's coming. Something is coming. I hope it's good. Summer 2020. Will it still be summer? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like the movie event of the summer. Wow. If it's not still summer by the time we get that done, uh, there's going to be something wrong with us. We have got. We might have had the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so how's it hanging out there? Uh, how's it hanging out there in COVID land? How's it hanging out? How's it hanging out out there in COVID <laughs> land? How you doing? Yeah. How, how you doing? I'm doing. Yeah, I'm doing it. How are you doing? Doing Just the doing? damn thing. I think I feel like I have to do one of those things that you described like you're, you know, some of the people you you work with or know and have meetings with sometimes where they're just like, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, um. It's hard to know how you feel when uh, the whole world's upside down. Yeah, I know. It sounds like a David Bowie song or something, practically. When the world falls down? Yeah. Is that the one in the bubbles? Oh, man. That's the one in the bubbles. That is the one in the bubbles. That, that one didn't make it on the mixtape, but it made it on the rejects pile. That's right. Look coming up. coming soon. <laughs> Got exciting, exciting content uh, coming for ya. Yeah, in fact, um, this is our last episode of the COVID-19 mixtape. This is it. Yeah. This is track 19. Track 19 of the COVID-19 mixtape. And wouldn't you know it, we happened to time it just right. The pandemic is over. (laughs) COVID is no longer a concern. Everybody can easily get tested cheaply and easily, accurate. There's a vaccine. Oh, wow. just, you know just about to be released i mean everything's going back to normal wow right that's good news yeah Yeah. we timed that just right where the pandemic only lasted 19 weeks (laughs) that was great (laughs) yeah i was like it's ridiculous you know part of me was like oh man there's no way this can go on for 19 weeks (laughs) like the pandemic not this because i figured this would go on forever oh a podcast you mean yeah oh yeah forever and ever that's good yeah, but um, it's uh, still going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still going. <laughs> and it yeah. seems to be maybe even uh, picking up a little steam here and there. Yeah, it's picking up speed. Picking yeah. Up, yeah, it's got, the, it's got that juice behind it, man. Um, yeah. That, that juice. It's got the power. <laughs> uh, yeah, so although the pandemic isn't really over, we only joke. Yeah. Um, 
the mixtape is going to be over. Yeah. But the good news is that if you really love this mixtape, this playlist, you can play it over and over for the entire duration of the pandemic. That's right. So. Yeah, you could do, you know, you could do like oh, the original 19, then you could shuffle them, then you could listen to the the rejects. Yeah. The COVID rejects. Yeah. Um, then you could mix those in. You could put it all together. I mean, you could do a lot. Yeah. The possibilities are quite literally endless. Yeah. For, for, you know, the enjoyment that could be had from basically everything. Yeah. Right? Like listening to the podcast. Yeah. Watching the podcast. I mean, you can Following waste the podcast on social media. A lot of time with this podcast. Emailing us. You know, sending us like direct messages. Wow. On Instagram. You know, sending us letters in the mail. Oh, ca- wow. Calling calling our tip line. Oh, we do have a tip line now. Oh, we do? Yeah. Oh, I was you can leave You can leave us a voice message on Anchor. Oh. Yeah. How do you do that? Well, you go to anchor.fm and you search for Team Babe Podcast and there's a little button there where you can leave us a message if you like. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Leave us a message, man. That might be fun. like to hear from uh, from some people out there. Yeah. How's your COVID doing, man? Are you killing it? <laughs> is it not killing you? Because that's good. But if it is, that's bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I hope. I mean, I hope that it's mostly... <laughs> I would like COVID to die. That's what I would yeah. like. You know, yeah. I'd like it to stop killing people and I would like people to start killing it. That's what I would like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When the, you know, when the human race bites back, man. Yeah. Yeah. Bam. Just putting on those masks and just biting back. That would be a first step. <laughs> Maybe we'll get there someday. You know, wearing a, p- a cotton mask over your face would be... You know, I know it's a challenge, but that's something. And then um, maybe the amazing genius scientists can dream up a vaccine or something for uh, those of you that, you know, don't enjoy masks or all of us for that matter. So, yeah, you know, I, I maybe know. some good news is coming. I don't know if anybody enjoys the masks, but it's just like, dude, what's the big deal? Well, Put you know, that fucking um, thing on and like if everybody did it, then. We'd probably be done with this in a couple months or something. Yeah, we'd be in a lot better shape than we are now. I'd say that. Uh, I have to tell you, you know, I've been through a lot of uncomfortable stuff in my life. You know, um, things revolving around childbirth, uh, pregnancy, Mm. um, birth control, uh, all kinds of good stuff. You know, going to the OBGYN. um, This all seems to have to do with your vagina in one way or another. Being tested for cancer. Uh, You know, there's, there's like a lot of stuff that's Jesus. that's happened you yeah. know and i've been poked and i've been prodded and i've been um yeah i've been uh, bedridden and uh i gotta tell you the mask is it's no worse than a maxi pad people <laughs> yeah fucking hardening okay. the fuck up it's really not that bad in the big grand scheme of things in life yeah so uh if somebody was like okay you have two choices either wear a mask or have a baby I'll be like, I'll take a mask, please. And five more. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I respect a woman's right a woman's right to choose. Oh, choose a maxi pad or a mask? Oh, thanks. Well, I could no, put a mask. No, to choose to, have, um, to wear a mask instead of have a baby. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. I do, too. Um, I respect a woman's right to wear a wig instead of have a baby. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, I I feel the same way about the wigs, but I also think that nobody should have a problem with women owning vast quantities of, um, you know, like precious gems or semi-precious stones. Why would somebody have a problem with that? I don't know. <laughs> That's a very I mean, strange thing. To men, <laughs> men's be hating, you know? Oh, they be hating. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. They probably don't want ladies to have that many jewels. They just want enough for them to look pretty. But if they had enough to like, you know, take down the world. Then they wouldn't be able to like, you know, be big pimpin or whatever. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, maybe. Okay. I don't really know where I'm going with this. But you mentioned a lot about uh, children, childbirth. Uh, I like, yeah, I like to vaginas, bring that up once in a while. Uh, once in a while. Um, but uh, yeah, so that is a good. That's uh, that's a good little reminder that uh, somebody had a birthday this week. Yes, actually, I thought neither about of it. us. <laughs> well, I thought about it, and actually, two people had a birthday. Oh, Jesus! No, it's not Christmas. No, um, no. So Charlie turned fourteen, right? And when I was telling him, uh, you know, about his birthday or whatever, I was like, you know, it's actually sort of my birthday, too. Because when you think about it, the person that gives birth, it is sort of their birthday. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) In addition to the person who was born. Yeah, especially when they almost die. Right. It's like, oh, hey. So this this is the anniversary of my second chance at life. Hey, and here I am. Hey, cheers, mate. Hey, cheers. I'll drink to that. Yeah, do it. Well, that's great. Yeah, so uh, Chuck, Chuck, that sly dog, uh, turned 14. He sure did. This week, um, which is kind of crazy. I know. And I didn't cry a tear. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, did you get super emotional? No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I am. So you're not. You're not sad about your baby flying, no. uh, well, flying away from adolescence? No. Or whatever? No? I mean, you know, I, I would like to see him get through the next four years happy and healthy. I'll yeah. say that. Totally. And I'm, we're going to do everything we can to make I'm that I'm going to kill myself to make that happen. Sure. Uh, okay, but. Yeah. In only four short years, then that means that I'll be able to run around the house topless. And in my Daisy Dukes. So just stay tuned for that. Just four more years. Well, cheers, cheers to that. Cheers to that. <laughs> I mean, I've been waiting a long time, you know, to let it all hang out, but it's coming. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. And we're getting on the home stretch. This is exciting. <laughs> I mean, I know that my ass will be 44 years old by the time this happens, but, you know. What can uh-huh. you do? You know, a you lot of live people, sometime. A lot of people think their ass is going to age like a fine wine, you know? I think mine's going to age like cottage cheese. Yours personally. actually <laughs> did. <laughs> oh, Fuck you're Fuck you. You're so sweet. Cottage cheese. <laughs> That's disgusting. Give me four more years. <laughs> okay. we. I expect the dieting to be <laughs> on point and all of the squats and all of the sit ups. Oh, yeah. It's got to be looking good, Oh, man. yeah. Yeah. I d- guess what? I turned the rowing machine up a notch. Ooh. Ooh. 
Yeah, I'm getting serious. Yeah, dang. <laughs> <laughs> One notch. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. We'll have to chat about uh, rowing technique and uh, maybe that's... Yeah, we haven't really given too many clues about what the new direction of the podcast is going to be, but uh, maybe we could just kind of let it slip now that a big part of that is going to be talking about rowing. <clears throat> no? <laughs> is this a new podcast that you're making? Yeah. Babes rowing the boat. <laughs> um, yeah. I that God, that'd be boring. Could you even talk for an hour about rowing? I mean, to me, it's like you get on the rower, you turn it on, yeah, and then you row. Sure, there's some technique to it, you know. I mean, if you get get into it, you know, like fully. Are like you gonna school me? No. Oh, good. I mean, I'd I, have to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I remember how it went when I tried to teach you how to drive a stick shift, and you know, that's that was that was not good. Did you catch my tears in a little jar? <laughs> Same for later. I, I mean, did, yeah. I I, I drank was... one tear <laughs> per year. I was really heinous, so we have to be careful about the yeah. cruel tutelage of Babe Vader. You know, bad teacher, <laughs> but you know, great student though. Great student, getting better all I the time tell you, too. You're a great student. <laughs> oh yeah, you are. You are a great student. I mean, you're a way better student than I am. But you know, I just, just a people pleaser. I you know? you know I cheat and I bend the rules. That's how I get by. But you do it right, you know, when you're a student. Got a real Gordon Gecko babe over <laughs> here. <laughs> you know, I just get it done. You're like all totally. in. Totally, that's know? right, Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Gordon Gecko, what you been what you been watching recently? Well, no Wall Street, not this week. I know, not this week. We watched it maybe a few months ago. It was a it was a fun rewatch. It was good. Yeah, it's always good. Yeah, we um, we've watched it like I don't know five years ago before that or something. Yeah. Probably. Um. Yeah, we watched a lot of TV. I think uh, this week, and I think part of that is like it's hot. It's really hot, and um. No kidding, man. <laughs> it's July, and uh, and then my sweat just broke. <laughs> <laughs> my pre-episode sweat just finally like chilled and the uh the covid cases are up in this county and we're kind of hanging low you know yeah. just kind of being at home a lot and then charlie had a birthday so we've been watching all kinds of stuff yeah you know right what did uh what did he get to watch the other day his big uh birthday thing was the jerk the jerk right with steve martin yeah the movie that led to your conception <laughs> Your uh, yeah. what's the opposite of immaculate conception? Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very dirty conception. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was fun. It was fun. Yeah, and it, it still cracked him up. And that's a good movie. Like a movie that's made in 1979 still cracks up somebody yeah. in 2020. That's pretty good. Carl Reiner. Yeah. I mean, who yeah. just died recently? It's like. It yeah. was nice to watch it, and for that reason too, you know. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Little in memoriam uh -huh. for Carl, who's at, who's in the movie at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. Playing himself, but um, cross-eyed though. Viewing that we've done without children. Oh yeah. Oh, it's been a little much for it's me. Been a little much. Yeah, there's been some there. Uh, some people have been traumatized. 
Mm. Uh, we we've been watching. Um, well, we were watching. Uh, I'll be gone in the dark. The um, Golden State Killer HBO thing. And we watched <laughs> three episodes of that, or, or, you know, you watched one, one and a half, I maybe. I watched one. Or whatever. And uh, it's just too much, too much for you. And, like, I I watched it. The last one I watched, I had, like, a really bad day the next day. Yeah. I was, like, kind of mad, just kind of fucked up. Like, it really pissed me off. Yeah. The thing pissed me off. I mean, like... Ugh. I mean, it's so good. The, well, the, the documentary, documentary series is, is very well done, incredibly good. But like, this made me so fucking mad. Yeah, because there were so many levels of um, messiness and uh, yeah, politics, like non-cooperation and, between yeah. like police departments and all this shit. And like, now see, okay. how does it? Uh, yeah, how does it have to get to the point where it takes like? I mean, I know a lot of other people were working on this and a lot of the investigators were, you know, trying to figure it out for years and years and years. But how does it take like just some person, (laughs) just some writer to get obsessed with it and then fuck up her own life and, you know, like help crack it? You know, I I think it takes an outside person a lot of times to be able to look at that stuff in a different way or a fresh way. Because when you're a, a police investigator and you come into something like that, I mean, there's all kinds of things that influence the way that you look at that, you know, as just because you're in the police force. Um, where if you're just somebody that's non-police or non-law enforcement, you come at it from this totally different problem-solving perspective, I think. And yeah. she seemed like a real problem solver and um, very smart and obviously just really tirelessly tried to figure out how to catch this guy, which... They did, I guess, right? But um, yeah. But my problem with it is, um, so if they just concentrated on the story of the case and the um, complications of the police and the politics part, and just stuck to the facts, I could totally watch it. And and then you know, like, and documenting her life and how she came about finding out the stuff that she did and putting things together, that's cool. But when they show the crime scene photos and they and they also do these dramatic reenactments of like say shadows passing over empty houses at night, I just you know, um, it's creepy as fuck. It's scary. It's scary and creepy, and I just don't need that in my brain. Yeah, yeah. I think though it would be really yeah. I don't know. I'm always torn because it's like, I mean, who's ever heard? those stories and it's like i mean this dude fucking raped at least 50 women you know and then killed 10 of them and it's like i know that is insane in in the most heinous way that you could think of basically just like so sadistic and fucked up and like yeah it's like that you deserve to tell the story of what those people those victims deserve to have the story told in a truthful way i don't disagree but visually it, yeah, it's, it's something that I can't um, have in my brain. Right. It's, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's good, though, if you like uh, true crime. Yeah, it's very, it's very well done. Check it out if you, you're not as squeamish as Babe over here. I'm um, hoping that at some point you'll finish it, and then you'll tell me about it, and I won't have to watch it. Yeah, I'll tell you about it. Sure. Okay. Cool. That's a <laughs> deal. Yeah, one episode was enough. <laughs> 
I'm back to my Golden Girls and my drunk history. And uh, oh yeah, totally. How about Search Party? Search Party. We've been yeah. watching Search Party. We had to uh, get HBO Max. Uh, you know, do the trial so we could watch uh, the season three of Search Party. It's really good. Um, yeah, that show oh. is. What? Oh, sorry, Spider. <laughs> I'm a little friend. Oh fuck! <laughs> Seriously? No, I'm freaked out. No, Did it, it jump on me? No, no, Where'd no. Where'd it go? It's behind me. Is it a poisonous one? No, no, you're safe. It's a, a wolf. wolf. It's a wolf spider. <laughs> okay, it's gone. <laughs> We're all good. You shepherded the wolf away. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. a good shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Guarding his <laughs> flocks by night. This is what happens when it's hot here. The spiders come in. It is so gross out there. I it's just gross. went outside like a little bit ago and it's like, yeah, it it's super humid. Yeah. Yeah. And I know. like real hot. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Anyway, back to search party. Sorry, spider interlude over. That yeah. would have taken care of my hiccups, though, if I <laughs> still had them. <clears throat> I saw I'm them. I'm not even scared of spiders. That's good. You shouldn't be. You freaked me out. Well, there's a spider, you know, around, like within eight feet of you at all times. Yeah, that kind of blew my mind. It's just, it's true. I like it when they drop down out of the ceiling, like <laughs> <laughs> the light things, and you're oh, just yeah. like kind of watching them. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You're a spider. And you're just like... <laughs> fucking spider dude like i'm cruising like what are you doing so talk to me about search party what's, search your, party. what's your favorite part of it <laughs> it is how do you pick a favorite part i mean it's you know so okay it's fun it's a good show it's fun but it's nowhere near as good as some other things that i've watched recently like high maintenance or that betty show or i agree you know, I'll be gone in the dark, you know, uh, maybe oh. a few other things. Oh, like uh, uh, Patriot on Amazon. What were you going to say? Tales from the Tour Bus. Tales from the Tour Bus, which we're catching now, too. Uh, catching up on. The, sorry, there's two seasons of that. That's good, too. We're on the Cinemax trial for that. That's real so. good. I thought maybe it would come with HBO Max, but, you know. No. No, it's so anyway. Cinemax. But I already canceled the uh, the the trial. Oh, perfect. So you know Great. we won't get charged. Look at you. Look at me. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that your favorite part uh, of the search favorite party. part of search party. Nice digression there is, um, I guess, like just this the whole like sort of crazy like the millennial vibe. Like it's so. Is it even millennials? Maybe it's like the zennials or the z's I think or it's whatever supposed to be millennials. right yeah yeah uh <laughs> like i don't know it's hard to describe for me anyway like what it is about it that is so fucking funny uh and it's not really a comedy it's sort of necessarily is. but it's a dark comedy it's I a dark say. comedy um but uh just every like the motivations of all these people and the um the uh like how they act and the things they do like are so just are perfect like spot on like nailed it like kind of like all the shit you would talk about millennials yeah but not just millennials by the way because i know other dories (laughs) 
you know? Yeah. That are um, uh, too old to be a millennial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might know who you're talking about. Yeah. So I think for me, it's like they really captured so well this, um, these four people. It's a little bit, I got to say, for me, it's a little bit like Sex in the City where you have these four characters, right? They're not all women, but they're all New Yorkers and they all kind of have these real distinct like um, trends that they represent. So there's like the indie trend, there's the hipster trend, you know, there's the yuppie, um, there's the posh spice, you know, and um, they run around the city doing all this crazy stuff in very beautiful places, you know, Mm -hmm. and they did a great job of like making their environments so, um, so now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and with all these little trendy items, of course, that re- remind you of Etsy and all kinds of other things. And um, yeah, they just did a really great job at the detail, but also like the um, just kind of like how it's so easy to go down the rabbit hole Yeah. on the Internet if like you get captivated by something. And like it's very similar to like, say, the OJ trial. Or like, you know, yeah. in the times before social media, how like tabloids and TV, it's just like this thing where you're just like, oh my gosh, there's like a new detail. Like I got to hear about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But it's even like uh, more shallow than that. It's like. It's worse than that. <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm doing this because I, I don't know why I'm doing this, but the motivation appears to be that I really just kind of have nothing else to do. Right. I'm lost and I don't know who I am. And this is something that like will keep me occupied for like a week or whatever. It's like a cause. Yeah. Get behind a cause, you know. Yeah. That you thing. don't even understand. Yeah. But it's just like becomes the most important thing in your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's like that is the hilarity to me, too, is it's just like you don't even need to know if it's real or whatever. You're just like, this is my life now. Yeah. And for me, that's just like something I've never done. So it seems so far away from my reality to just like dump everything you're doing and just jump on board like some sensational story so it's very much an escape i like it (laughs) it's a very like um even though it's about a murder mystery it's like very um fluffy it is yeah there was like one part that was sort of scary that i recall yeah there's but you know like here and there or whatever like just a little creepy but like it's yeah yeah it's it's really well done yeah and can i tell you that my favorite part of season three was the lawyer okay that represented the main characters in the, the trial. defense attorney yeah uh, that girl is my spirit animal yeah. <laughs> like she wore sheer lace and leather to the courtroom and i can't tell you how many times um when i first started out trying to do anything professionally i kept looking at my closet and going all I have is sheer things and leather. Bustiers. I hmm. think this might be a problem. <laughs> I think I should get some clothes that are not see-through. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I might have to get a pantsuit. <laughs> I still haven't gotten a pantsuit. But, um, <laughs> i got to see you in a pantsuit. <laughs> oh, just wait. When I get one, I mean, it's going to be legit. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll I'm be. Sca- I'm scared oh, now. it'll be horrible. Holy shit. Oh, you'll be scared. Yeah, she is definitely definitely your spirit animal. Um, 
We also I love her. Uh, another um, side benefit of the HBO Max thing was uh, being able to watch some Fresh Prince. Yeah. Charlie, and Charlie digging that. Oh my gosh, Charlie loves that. And it's still funny. That's another thing too. It's just like, that show is amazing. Good show. Right out the box, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like, what are we talking? Like early, like 90, 91, something like that. Yeah. And like, they, we were watching, I was watching an episode with Charlie the other day and they were doing a whole thing about how Will and Carlton got pulled over on, you know, driving, uh, you know, Uncle Phil's um station wagon or something no the, his car or his partner's like mercedes oh right to uh palm springs or something you know to meet him they get pulled over and hassled by the cops or whatever and it's like holy shit man <laughs> some things don't change right yeah <laughs> yeah here we are like 30 years later and this is still like a huge issue. Yeah, actually, a lot of their jokes are still totally relevant now. And like, um, it was way more of a like smart show than I remember it being. Of course, I watched it as a kid. Yeah. What do I know? Yeah. But watching it again as an adult, I was like, wow, this is this show like went the extra mile. It's not just like slap all slapstick or whatever. Like, yeah, you know, it gives you like a uh, seeing it again gives me a new appreciation of how talented. Yeah. Somebody like you know um will smith is the whole cast is pretty dang good i i gotta say like it's everybody's just like really on point and it yeah it's funny yeah. and silly sometimes but it's actually like really snappy like their pacing is it's good and aunt vivian is like our age <laughs> yeah, totally <laughs> and i remember thinking she was so old and looks you know? like great oh she looks amazing yeah <laughs> like way better than we do yeah pretty much Anyway, yeah. it's funny. It's like, I remember thinking <laughs> Uncle Phil must have been 60. Yeah. Right. Totally. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so the whole search party thing makes me think of uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect. So please ex- please I, explain this to me. I figured out this week that I'm actually like kind of an expert on the Dunning-Kruger effect. Is that right? So I'd be happy to uh, explain it to please you. Please elaborate. <laughs> I've been waiting all week to hear that. Yeah, so th- you know what this is. It's just the name or whatever, but it's like where it's it's like the effect where somebody who doesn't really know something about something thinks they know everything about something. Okay. Like, you know, which accounts for like the whole whatever armchair quarterback thing and like what, sure. you know, a lot of the stuff that goes on like with just normal people with politics and stuff right. and like spouting off about shit and thinking they know stuff. So it's like the more you think that you are an expert at something, the the, less... the more likely it is that you actually don't know shit about it. Okay, I gotcha. Basically. That's yeah. Dunning-Kruger. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That makes sense. And uh, yeah, that, that of course comes into effect a lot. It comes into the Dunning-Kruger effect. So where does the name come from? Oh, it's just the two people who identified it and did some study to like... Oh, okay. You know, like a psychologist or something. Yeah, to like okay. kind of whatever, codify it or something. Like, gotcha. You know, say this is what this is. Okay. That's an interesting... That's good to know that there's actually a name for that. You yeah. Know, because I've encountered it a lot in my life. Well, the thing is, we all encounter it and we all fall prey to it. The, it like, it's not something you don't go like, oh, look at these people, the Dunning-Kruger effect over there or whatever. It's like you doing that 
is probably some version of the Dunning-Kruger effect. You're too. like an armchair psychiatrist. <laughs> right? Yeah, because, all, I mean, literally all the people that think they, that are, you know, thinking that and, like, commenting and, like, spouting off about shit are doing that. And then, like, me judging them is doing that, too. So it's like, okay. So when do you go from that to really being an expert? What's the line? The line is when you doubt absolutely everything to the point where you can't, you almost can't do anything. Oh, okay. So you have to be a scientist, like a paranoid scientist? Is yeah. Is that sort of what you're saying? Yeah, paranoid schizophrenic scientist. Okay. Yeah. I'm almost essentially. there. Yeah, I'm almost there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> what, that that's what COVID will do to a person, yeah. man, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not trusting anyway. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Plus, it's got the cool name Dunning Kruger, you know, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. You yeah. Know? Like finger knives. So, does that mean that if either one of us starts to do that, that we can call the other one out and be like, it's Dunning Kruger? Uh, yeah, but I would think that we wouldn't even need to do that. You could just be like, hey, stop it. That's stupid. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You don't know what those people's lives are like. Oh, man. You don't I, know. I try not to use those words. I mean, those are always the words that come first to my mind. and then They I come so easily, huh? put them aside and I try to use other words, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about, you know, obviously we're like, we're like bringing this ship into, into port, this COVID-19 mixtape ship or whatever. Yeah. And Charlie brought up a good point. Yeah. This week that, uh. Lil Nas X's song, um, Old Town Road, yeah, the hit song of last year, yeah, uh, was uh, number 19 or something, or no, it stayed on the stayed in the top 100 or some shit for top 15 weeks for 19 weeks or something like that, yeah, which was some record, it was a record, beat the Beatles 19, COVID 19 (laughs) mixtape, Team Babe, Lil Nas X, uh huh. Yeah. But then he had a question. He was like, now, is Lil Nas X Nas's son? I find that very confusing, too. I was like, that is confusing. I mean, is Lil Nas? Does that mean there's a big Nas somewhere that we don't know about? Yeah, and you would think big Nas is just Nas. Right. But then it's like, well, is it? Because, like, (laughs) there's all these Lil this and Lil that, you know? Lil Don? Well, yeah, but we know who that is. There isn't, like, a big John... (laughs) that (laughs) (laughs) i mean there probably is a big john there probably is yeah no in fact now that i think about it there's definitely a big john but it's not any relation to the little john of the usher song right no nope that one (laughs) uh yeah so um, I I would like to get to the bottom of this Nas business. Um, we're gonna so. look and we're gonna look into it. We're gonna research the Lil Nas family tree, see if it tra- tracks back. Wouldn't it be interesting if it was like his, you know, like his uh, like nephew or something, or something like that? It would be kind of strange, I guess. But X, like, what does the X mean? Is that like, you know, Latinx? Where it's like, you know, kind Maybe of gender non specific. He's a tenth little Nas. <laughs> oh my God. You just blew my mind. He's the tenth little Nas. Holy shit. It's like reincarnation. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you had like Nas the first and Nas the second. Oh, it's like a dynasty. Yeah, a dynasty of that Nas. That makes more sense. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but good that could be. Um, yeah, so like 19 weeks does kind of seem like a long time, but I got to say in relation to this year and other years, um, 19 weeks can kind of slip by in a weird way. Slip sliding uh, away, yeah, as uh, Paul Simon said. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The more you something. Um, But, I mean, it was fun. This was a fun project. This was a fun, like, kind of shutdown project. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't really been doing a whole lot of creative stuff outside of this. And so I really have enjoyed, like, thinking about what songs work for covid and where where we're at each week i mean every week's different and every week like something weird is going on that's different than the week before or even just the way you feel is different um so it's it's, a real roller coaster sometimes you know you kind of just forget about the shit that's going on if you're not directly affected uh, like we've been lucky enough to like financially and you know health wise and stuff to knock on knock on so we're more observers yeah than some but you're right yeah it has been a fun project it's made the 19 weeks go by and it's given us something to do and something kind of fun to think about and, and something creative and an excuse to just get together and cut it up every week you know cut it up yeah man just <laughs> chopping chopping it up <laughs> just a couple of podcasting babes yeah just a couple bringing of, it just on the a mic couple of kids you know just a couple of crazy kids <laughs> Um, in a way, I might miss coming up with a new song each week, you know, so. Yeah, I know we might have to think of different, of new themes or whatever. But I like the idea of making a real mixtape. Yeah. Yeah, of this. Cassettes. Like cassettes, like right. from the 80s. Yeah, hey, if anybody out there has like a cassette dubbing machine, like, you know, one of those things where you can like, whatever, make copies or whatever. Let us know. Yeah, yeah. Leave us a leave us a message on the um, message the anchor <laughs> message thing. And it's got a handy dandy link right there in our blog. Oh, that's cool. You can just click it and leave a message. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I think it's I think it's time to get into this thing. I think it's time to start the podcast. What do you think? Are you ready to lay the final hot track? I mean, it's kind of it's kind of sad in a way. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of bummed that this, mean, that this chapter of life is coming to a close. It reminds me of when I got out of the band uh, that I was in uh, with Slam. And like, I think it was 2006, we were playing a gig at like the local casino. So it couldn't have been more kind of bullshit <laughs> or whatever. But we, we had a great time, you know, and we, yeah. we always had a great time at those gigs and stuff. And yeah, we just, we played the last song and then just like kept kind of strumming and letting it go on and on. You know, we didn't want it to end, man, but I kind of did want it to end, which is why I was quitting the band. (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of (laughs) you. Yeah, you kind of called that one. Yeah. Um, Well, the good news about this is that it may be the end of this mixtape, but it's not the end of the podcast. That's right. So. Yeah, we're just, we're just... Yeah, man, we're just going to try to think of all the ways we can bring you listeners, all you listeners out there, 
you watchers, you listeners, you mentally telepathic sensors of <laughs> information, uh, you artificial intelligences. Um, you know, we want we want to uh, to bring you the entertainment. We want to bring you the laughs. We want to bring you the conversation. We want to chop it up. I think more than anything, we want to laugh. Yeah, that's the that's thing. And really we want to spend this time together. That's right. Wink. In a documented way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is so exactly. so foreign to how we started out. Yeah, so this is uh we're wrapping it up with kind of a warm fuzzy song to me. Um so this is COVID uh COVID-19 mixtape number 19. Dun dun dun. Overall episode 60 of the Team Babe podcast. More than a year we've been doing this. This is 19. And this is technically the end of season three. Right. And the song is Your Arms Around Me by Jens Lickman. Off his 2007 album, Night Falls Over Corta Dalla. <laughs> now, if that doesn't You sound roll, really, really familiar with that album roll name. Roll off the tongue. like I had just, to look it up, too. I mean, I know that what the album cover looks like. Yeah. But when you put this in print, this album name, I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, come on, Jens. Get with it on the album <laughs> names. Come up with something snappy, man. I, I don't know what Cordadella is or where it is, but it uh, must be a I'm special sure it's a location. for Jens. Definitely. So, I mean, I had never heard of the Jens before we ever started listening to this. I don't even know why we started listening to it or where it came from it yeah. just fell out of the sky if it was a recommendation um it certainly wasn't on my radar at the time yeah, um, i knew nothing about this guy but Whatever. his this album is so good yeah it's just like really charming it's beyond charming it's like yeah i mean the the songs are so personal and sentimental and like kind of just pretty and like with harps and shit and some of Strings. us might call that romantic. I don't yeah. know if you're familiar with this term. Romance. Yeah. Romance. I've, I think it was like a period in like culture. Was it right society? before Rococo? Was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, romance. Yeah. No, I'm a big romantic from way back. Like I've been romancing the stone. <laughs> I've been... <laughs> What else have I been doing? I've been, uh, I constantly buy you flowers and chocolates. Oh, and, and diamonds. Diamonds and pig's hearts with mm. nails through them. <laughs> uh, what else do I do? That's what I'm really waiting for. I'm hugging and squeezing <laughs> and holding and kissing and romancing the stone and yeah, you something. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call you a classic romantic okay but um, didn't you wait hold on didn't you find it romantic today when i was not speaking no <laughs> no when i was completely shut down like a robot and not uh communicating no because you were back on the old uh blue and or red planet making your clocks but in, you were making different clocks they were made out of code today but you were uh far far away 
I don't, if that is romance to you, then your romance idea must only involve one person. So I have to <laughs> question its validity, you know? Well, you know, to love others, you have to first learn to love yourself, I heard. Is that what you're doing over there on that planet? No. <laughs> I don't think so. No, it's very far away from loving myself. <laughs> uh, but it is engrossing. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I guess that's where my ADHD kicks in sometimes when it's something I'm interested in and I want to fucking get into it, man. Get in the weeds? Yeah. <laughs> I really get into the weeds. Oh, I know. Like there's those little stick sticker things all uh -huh. trapped in my leg hair. My socks are ruined. I have to throw burn them. <laughs> I have to burn my socks. Yeah. 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 I uh, I noticed. <laughs> I noticed that was happening today. Um, I I so I have to say when we met, I I was very much a romantic. Right. Me too. And <laughs> and um, yeah. And I have um overcome it. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I've overcome it. It's yeah. good that you've overcome the romance. Yeah. Um tendencies those romantic well, tendencies you know um a lot of them are not really based in reality so <laughs> and some of them are not healthy for me um but i do i really do like to indulge in romance once in a while mm, yeah yeah it's nice to have as like a rich dessert yeah. or something like that yeah that's kind of what the song is like to me so it makes to me it makes sense to wrap up this podcast with something like this that's so kind of just decadent and rich and pretty and funny, too. It's like, all you know, most of his songs have some weird personal story. Like, it's just a love story. Like this one, you know, he, like, hurts himself and then he's you know, slicing up an avocado and then, you know. Right. So but, but But it's okay because, you know like you've got your arms around me or whatever well I it's, guess. it's funny because that's like the reason he has to go to the hospital is because she put her arms around him yeah right it's funny so instead There's of a twist instead of being like oh you put your arms around me and i you know you like love me so much and hold me all night and all that usual you know song yeah no stuff. you made me cut my finger no you put your arms around me i didn't know you were coming i cut my finger off and then we had to go to the hospital i mean like so that fits right in with our sense of humor i feel like you know what i mean <laughs> and uh it cuts yeah it's a great twist it cuts right through the romanticism too mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah it's like a very romantic song but i guess that that, that part of the content it's very of real it is like you know? <laughs> oh yeah it just sucks when you hurt yourself and you have to go to the hospital but for for this reason. Oh, but I have to say, the way he writes the song, it's like, even though this girl, whoever she is, did this to him. Yeah. Like, snuck up on him, surprised him, right? Cuts his finger off, has to go to the gross hospital. He still, like, must love her so much that he was able to write this song that's full of mandolins and violins and rainbows and unicorns i mean you know that's true love right that and that's romanticism yeah you know yeah you think this is a first person story like something yeah. that was experienced that's what it feels like to me yeah i do but you know a lot of good writers can do that they they can like fuck you <laughs> or whatever on that they're like <laughs> 
that wasn't me. That was my imagination, bitch. Oh, I don't know. You know? I I think, I think that's, that's what Jens is doing. Some version of this probably happens. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it sure seems like that to me. Yeah, and I I think like um when I come back in my second life. Now, I don't even have to die first before I come back in my second life. Like yeah. I feel like you can have many lives in the one life that you live. You know, I feel like I've already had a few. <laughs> so, in my next life, I'm going to come back as Jens. And I am going to frolic around like a Norwegian giant. Oh, this is how I picture this guy. A giant? And, yeah. A big lanky giant. Okay. You know, frolic about with your long arms and legs that are much too white and too skinny to be on the beach, you know, but you're still out there in your speedo or whatever you're doing. Right. And you're having like a little picnic and you're drinking the finest champagne, you know, and you're eating loads of cheese and, you know. Ooh. You're living it up, man. Sounds good. I mean, you're living that charming life, you know, by the sea <laughs> with your amazing food and your um, poodle. And, and you're playing a harp. And you're playing a harp. And, and there's a double rainbow or something. So when you strum the harp, the double rainbow appears. Yes. Yeah. And then you put your arms around me. <laughs> And then I cut my finger off. <laughs> In that way, it's sort of perfect, too, for, for COVID. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you know, if you haven't been completely fucked over by the situation, you know, there is the potential that you've... Uh, there's a lot of potential, but there's the potential that, you you know, you connected with your family more and got to spend more time with them, whether that was good or bad or you wanted it or not but i mean a lot of people want and probably need that or whatever and, and i so, think there's a lot of romantic relationships that have been affected by coven too yeah <laughs> totally and yeah it just i don't know it's like that bittersweet that twist or whatever that uh straight through your heart man do you think you'll ever become a romantic yeah I'm working on it. Are you? Yeah, I'm. Wow. Uh, I have high blood pressure, so my heart, <laughs> you know, like it's beating extra hard to pump it, the blood through my body. Uh-huh. So it's getting bigger. That's not good, though. That's not what I mean. You don't want like a big no. heart, apparently. Physically? No? Yeah. No, I'm talking metaphorically. Oh, metaphorically? Yeah. As a romantic? Yeah. Do you see yourself stepping into that, you know, um, state of like mentally do you see yourself stepping into that whimsical area (laughs) whimsical when i think of the word whimsical i just Uh Uh fucking i'm never gonna be whimsical (laughs) but i might get romantic i don't know like i i I think it's i think it's possible um i think um you know i mean if anybody can bring out romanticism in me it's you um, but I mean, it's never happened. So we'll, like, we'll get back to you. <laughs> That's not true. You've had a couple moments. And by the way, speaking of romanticism, one thing that is coming on the ne- next season, the new season coming soon. Yeah. Okay. Of Team Babe is the poetry corner. Ooh. What's poetry corner? That must be like reading some Shakespeare sonnets to each other. Oh, no. Gazing deeply into our eyes. Oh, no. No. Unfortunately, it's going to be reading poetry of my youth. 
of which there is a massive amount. So I don't think we'll run out anytime soon. You were very soon. prolific as a child with your poetry. I could still be prolific right now yeah. with my poetry, but nobody wants to but hear it. But you learned it. to turn it off. I did. Yeah. Yeah, just out of practicality. That's so sad. <laughs> but I guess it's good too. Well, maybe it's like you gotta learn. You gotta. You gotta figure out how to just get through this thing, man. Sometimes you gotta toughen up. Gotta harden the fuck up. Wear that mask. <laughs> Fucking do that. Row. Do that hard work. Yeah, man. Like DJ Khaled in that stupid fucking commercial. <laughs> talking about brushing t- of teeth. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Uh, yeah, that's annoying. But maybe we'll have a challenge. Maybe if we run out of old, horrible poetry to read. Uh, we'll write some. We'll write some new horrible poetry to read. That's a good point. I, You know, like when I was um, going through puberty and frustrated about being homeschooled and there weren't any girls around. Oh, you mean I wasn't for, there? Yeah, you weren't <laughs> there. There was only like three females that I interacted with on any sort of ba- regular basis yeah. who were like, you know, like not family or something like that. Right. Like I got, I, there was a point there where I was writing some really bad poetry, I think. Ooh. I think, but Where's it's it on, now? it's on, it was on like, a computer that's long gone. Damn. I never like I didn't do paper or whatever. But wow, I had, you like, wrote it on the computer. I like text files. Yeah, actually, the the programming class that I'm or whatever the um, shit I'm doing for like coding you know, coding um, is reminding me of that because you know you like using DOS. Like I was like the DOS whatever prompt. Right. That was my shit when I first started using a computer. Uh, like there was no, yeah. there was Windows, but it was very, I don't know. Like you could kind of go either way at that point. And I did, I did that. And like, yeah, so I remember the, you know, looking at the directories and the, you know, the poetry files and, you know, making a new, creating a new text file, you know, like with the commands and the prompt or whatever. Like, wow. And now I'm learning how to do that again. <laughs> All and over is it again. making you think maybe you should write some bad poetry? It kind of is. I would love to know what that was. Yeah. I would love it if it that was, was not, available. It wasn't good, but there was a few of those. Well, damn, I mean. <clears throat> I was uh, on a 386 IBM. Wow. Yeah. I I was um, writing so much poetry that I submitted it to a literary festival. I mean, I thought I was that good. Holy shit. I was like second grade. I was like, oh, yeah. This is obviously needs to be published. <laughs> this is obviously like oh, the best shit wow. anybody has ever written. Um, Let me, uh, can you hold on for a second <laughs> while I put on my all white outfit? <laughs> like Bootsy Collins or Rick James or something? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I did almost have an all white outfit that I wore quite a bit and it did involve fake fur. But um, I think I must have heard a poem. Okay, as a child. Now, something outside of, let's say, Robert Louis Stevenson. Like, something outside of the usual children's poetry. I'm not sure what it was or where I heard it. You know, it probably was TV, I would imagine. And I, it's like the light bulbs went off. And I was like, I can write like that. That makes a lot of sense. But it was a lot of <laughs> very dark, kind of like gothy sort like of Like Edgar poetry. Allan Poe? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Oh yeah. man, I have to. I have to. I have to read through this. <laughs> this oh, it's, there's a binder that's two incredible. inches thick of this bullshit. So wow. I'm gonna let you read it. Okay. You know when we get to that, I'll be doing the poetry readings. But then, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. God. <laughs> yeah. There is no way that those files are still anywhere that's recoverable. Like Damn. My stuff. It's just too old, man. Like. 93 or 94 or something like that does your mom still have that computer does she have the floppies damn what would you even yeah you can't even can you buy a floppy disk drive yeah ebay (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah people are like dude this is what kills me i had a commodore 64 right totally threw that thing away up for an apple and those things are super collectible now yeah, well, the Apple you got probably is too. Yeah, but I mean, I really wish I would have held on to that. Does your dad still have Charlie that in the box? Have... No, I, I gave it away. Yeah. You like wouldn't let him hoard, hoard <laughs> yeah. it? You knew. You knew yeah. what would happen. Yeah. It would just like be yeah. in the corner of the barn yeah. for like 50 years. And then Actually, you would, you I would gave end up it, throwing it away. I gave it to my niece. Because she was younger than me, and she needed like a computer or something, so that was nice of you. Yeah, and I like asked her when I was like, "Do you think you still have that?" And she was like, "Yeah, but I don't know where it is. So maybe it will surface." Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. That's the Commodore, or uh the yeah, that's the Commodore sixty four. Wow. But I did like I learned so much stuff on that, and I I I also wrote stories on that. But this was like when I was four. Like that—that's nothing interesting. But uh, yeah, like you know, the dog went to the store. <laughs> Those kinds of stories, you know. <sighs> so. Yeah, that would be so fun to find that stuff. Yeah, it would. Again, but yeah, there's no hope for me finding mine. So I'm just gonna have to come up with some new bad poetry or whatever. I would love that. It'll be probably like a lot of limericks. <laughs> Some wordplay. Some haiku. Some haiku. Actually, you know Those what are fun. You know what kills me about you is what? that you're like actually a really good writer and you're probably way better at writing poetry than I am, but you just won't write it. It's sort of like music. Kind of like how I won't play music. You won't play music, um, won't sing, but you know, you're like ten thousand times better than I am at any of those things. Well. So killing me, man. Yeah. Killing me. Well, is there anything else that we want to tell the people? I mean, I feel like I hope that we've done a good job of giving people some, you know, giving the all the masses of people who are listening to this like something <laughs> to look forward to on a weekly basis, you know, or whatever. And that's going to be going away, that at least this this genre of it or whatever. And then we're going to come back with something else. But we're going to take a little break, right? Yeah, a short break. Yeah, something short. We're going to retool things. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, um, happy to have been able to do this, do this little project. It's been, it's been a little bright spot in the, uh, in the darkness of the COVID craziness, you know? Yeah. If you guys have any, you know, songs that you want us to check out, let us know. Um, or like, you know, things that we could add to the COVID reject, you know, mix or whatever. So on this episode, I'm going to include the whole playlist of all the songs from the COVID-19. So look for that on the blog. Yeah. And um, we're going to have a new season that's going to be coming, you know, 
like we said, we're going to take a break, but it won't be that long. And it's going to be something new and something different. So you'll probably hear about some of that soon. And uh, we're going to tell, I think we're going to tell some love stories, you know, but we're going to keep it, we're going to keep it funny. Yeah. You know, we're going to keep it light. Right. It'll be pretty much, you know, we're talking about poetry. We're talking about love stories. It's going to be kind of like Shakespeare. I mean, it's going to be kind of like a rom-com. Think like Clueless, you know? I always think Clueless. Okay, good. Because I'm always thinking Clueless, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm kind of clueless. Kind of like based my life on it, but it didn't work out. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and like you could be on the show. I mean, the, so this is going to be the new thing. Like people that we know and people we don't know could be on the show. Yeah. So we're going to talk to some people. We're going to talk to people. We talked to a few people. Yeah. But, but we're, we're going to talk it, to some more people. Like, more regularly. I think so. Like maybe a nice little, you know way to stay in touch even over the interwebs yeah so look for more details on that soon guys yeah thanks for thanks for covid 19ing it with us man yeah man thanks for hanging in there with this crazy situation and checking out this checking out these tunes it's been fun it's been fun to think about i haven't curated a playlist in a while so me either and it was good. nice it was nice to do that again um i feel like our dj skills are still legit yours certainly <laughs> yeah man well um i guess i'm gonna say that uh i just want you to put your arms around me will do and i love you babe love you too